Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 2nd of January. We're starting a new year and we're also starting a new theme for this year. And many people at the start of a new year try uh, to set out a scheme perhaps where they uh, try to read the Bible in a year. And that's a, a great thing to do. Maybe you've done it in the past yourself. Maybe you're attempting to do it this year. I want to encourage you. It's a great way to read the Bible, to get a, an overview of the Bible. But for some people, reading the Bible in a year starts out as a good idea and then uh, falls apart after a few weeks because of the commitment that that requires. So I want us to start out with a, a smaller goal, but a goal that I think will be very beneficial for us. I want us to start out uh, by reading a gospel at the start of this year. So throughout January and part of February, uh, we're going to read the Gospel of Matthew. And if we can read through a Gospel together, then we can find out about Jesus, we can draw closer to Jesus, we can learn more about him. And I think a Gospel is something that's manageable in a month and a half up until the beginning of Lent. And we can read about a chapter uh, a day and maybe slightly less at times, and we can find out about Jesus. What we're going to discover is that the overall theme of the Gospel of Matthew is meeting Jesus as the King. Matthew presents Jesus to us as a King, and we're going to see as we read the various passages how that comes out in the stories that Matthew chooses to tell us. And if we can make Jesus the King of our lives, then we'll have done something very useful. We're going to follow a, a little pattern in our Bible studies called the Swedish Bible study method. And I want to encourage you uh, that you can use this yourself in any passage that you read. So rather than giving you great detail and, and lots of uh, background to these stories. I'm simply going to read the passage each day. I'd encourage you to get your Bible and open it up at the passage that we're going to read from Matthew's Gospel. And then I'm going to use the ideas in the Swedish Bible study method to try and explain a little bit about what the passage is about. And really what you do is you take each of these different sections and think about it as you're reading the passage. So as I'm reading the passage through and you're following, uh, think about are there any light bulb moments in the passage? In other words, is there anything that shines through in the passage? What uh, struck you or stuck with you as you were reading through the passage? What seemed to be important to you? And, and that's just... I'm going to take that little thought out and uh, share it with you. It may not be the, the most important part of the passage, but it's for us to look at what is most important to us or what God is saying to us. So you might read the passage, you might find a different um, area that you're interested in uh, because God, through his Holy Spirit, is speaking to you. That is fine. Do not worry. Um, just see what God is saying. Then the question mark is... If, are there any questions that we have about the passage? Is there anything that we need to look up? Is there anything that we need to ask somebody about to learn a little bit more? The cross encourages us to think about how this passage applies to the cross of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brings us. 
throughout the gospel, that's probably one of the easier uh, things to see because we're dealing with Jesus and we're thinking about our salvation and him as king. So it's not too difficult to apply that. Uh, but uh, in other passages, maybe if you're in the Old Testament, uh, to look at where the cross fits in is a little bit more difficult and requires a little bit more thought. Then we've got the arrow, and the arrow is, so what? What do we do now that we've read this and God has spoken to us? And then we've got the little speech bubble, which encourages us to think of something from the passage that we can say to another person. A little truth that we can share with someone, something that can encourage somebody in their faith. Maybe we can think of the the person that we need to share the word with. We know of someone who's struggling and they just need that little word uh, from this particular passage. And so if you, I'll put this little um, outline on the blog. You can download it, you can print it out if you want, slip it into your Bible, and you can use it for any passage that you come to. And hopefully it will help you with your Bible study. That is all by way of introduction. And then today we're going to read Matthew chapter 1 together. We're covering verses 1 to 25 of Matthew chapter 1. The first 17 verses are the genealogy of Jesus and his ancestors and where he comes from. I'd encourage you to read that yourself. Um, I'm not going to read it um, here. We're going to start at verse 18 and we're into the passage where Joseph, Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. So let's hear God's word together. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. So this passage is quite a a remarkable passage because if we read the genealogy at the beginning as well, excuse me, it sets up uh, Jesus as king. It shows us where his ancestry comes from. It shows us the, the path that God has planned for Jesus to come into the world. And we're told very matter-of-factly in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. It sounds as though it just happened, that this is just the way that it was. 
But we already know from the first 17 verses that this took the greatest of planning. Jesus has not arrived out of the blue, but he is part of an ancestry that goes back through the Old Testament and he is linked to many of the key characters that we have encountered in the Old Testament. And we see his royal lineage as well, that he's connected to King David and that line of of kingship. And Matthew is at great pains, as we'll see in the next couple of days, to put forward this view that Jesus is the king. And therefore we need to think about what that means for us in our lives, that Jesus is king. Every little part has to fit together in the story. Joseph and Mary have their part to play, but all that goes before them also fit together. And we're told that Joseph obeyed completely. He heard what the angel had to say to him and he took it all on board and he decided to trust God and to rely upon him. Whenever we think about the cross and the implications of the cross, we read in verse 21, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So here we are, right at the very beginning of the gospel, pointing ahead to the cross and the way that Jesus is going to come and save his people from their sins. And here we see that we worship God because he brings us salvation. The salvation that God brings is something that we cannot do ourselves, but because of Jesus, we then are able to come to God and worship him. He is our king and we are the subjects who bow before him. Jesus is the only one whom we can trust in. There is no other way to come to the Father except through Jesus. So whenever we read this genealogy at the beginning of Matthew, we're clearly seeing that Jesus is the one There is no one else. There are no other branches off this for other contenders. It is Jesus and only Jesus. And that's why we present Jesus to the world as the one who can make a difference. And then as Jesus has come among us, so then we are to be Jesus in the world. We think of Emmanuel, God with us, but we now are God in this world. We are to take the teachings and the love and the compassion and the comfort of God into the world and share it with those who do not know him. And we read in this passage that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. We read that he is salvation. He is going to save his people. We read that he's been conceived by the Holy Spirit. So all these things come together to make clear that Jesus the King is God. And we're brought together through the salvation of Jesus. And we're to obey God whatever he asks us to do because he is King. So we have this wonderful, wonderful passage at the beginning of the Gospel to show us where Jesus fits in and to remind us that Jesus is King And he is to be obeyed. So let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus, our King. May we fully trust him. May we fully obey him. 
May we live for him each day. Amen.